0: Just getting set up. Relax. Sometimes when you uh, when you try to be really fancy, it comes back and bites you, right? So I I, want, I put some notes on the slides, and that means I had to reorient it. And now I know, I won't know what's coming next either. So <laughs> we'll find out at the same time. <laughs> <laughs> we'll find we'll find out we'll find out so i'm i am really grateful to have this chance to share with you uh, i'm also so moved because uh we've been together so so long that many of you know me and i know you it's I just this is a big family to me and if i don't if i don't know you yet stick around that'll happen <laughs> i'm very grateful for that so i don't have a lot of crowd fright because you're my family. <laughs> um, how many of you folks uh, were at the last Heart Revival service? Yeah, a good chunk of you folks. So, Catherine Simon, who does more things with photography, she was actually leading us about dreaming with God. And so this whole, this whole section, and if you're in a Winds of Change home group, uh, this coming week, You'll have a chance to do, go further into looking at your prophetic words and being encouraged about pursuing the things that God's called you to do and uh, so I, I wanted wanted to encourage you about that are the words the, the dreams that God has for each one of us the poema the the workmanship, the craftsmanship that each of us were given especially for us to walk in in Christ Jesus we, we don't want to miss one bit of that do we uh, and so I, some of the things I want to share tonight have to do not with specifically uh, your the dreams that God has dreamed with you about but just some, some, uh, some things that I think will be helpful as each of us pursue the fullness of life that Jesus died for us to have hey it showed up <laughs> um, as an aside, Susan's not here today because oh, suddenly things started not going down the drain in our house, and they, yeah, yeah, and, and and then they fixed one bathroom, one bathroom seemed to be clear, and and then the other bathroom clogged up, and then the first one reclogged, and so I'm not sure, so Susan's, Susan's holding down the fort. yay, thank you, Susan. With the plumber, yes. She's not, she's not doing the plumbing herself. Very, She's very capable woman. <laughs> okay, okay, I'll tell you the story. Years and years ago, when our kids were young, we had an old, old house in North Oakland. And um, one day, one of the pull-ups accidentally got, you know what pull-ups are? Those cotton things for little kids got flushed down the toilet and didn't make it all the way through. Any, any, Happened to anybody else around here? <laughs> yeah. And so I didn't know what else to do. Um, I felt like I, I was the man I should solve this, right? How many men feel that way? You know, you, you're supposed to know how to do this stuff. <laughs> you don't admit it anymore. Anyway, um, the only thing I could figure out to do was to try and get it come out the same way it came in. So I took the toilet out and put it in the front. It was out in the front yard, and it kind of wrapped some, some cloths around the hose and turned it on full, full bore. And sure enough, it popped right out again. And Susan was laughing hysterically. <laughs> she couldn't help giggling about that. I don't know why. I don't know. <laughs> uh, <clears throat> I'm not sure that that had anything to do with the talk, but it's about me, so you got that. So the top, my title is Promises and Fruitfulness. So this is a comic strip, and uh, it's one of the ones I really like and just showed up this week. And so the teenage son is lying in bed, and his mom comes up and says, Jeremy, get up that lawn isn't going to mow itself. And he says, so it's me who suffers because we have an unmotivated yard. (laughs) Hmm. So who's the one who really has the motivation problem? Is it Jeremy or is it the yard? (laughs) so part of what I'm hoping will happen and and I can't as Brent says we can't make things happen so I'm asking that the Holy Spirit will do all that he wants to do whether whether it's related to any of the words I say or not would you you just say with me "Holy Holy Spirit I give you permission to work in my heart to work in my spirit. I give you access. And I believe that you can do exceedingly abundantly. More than I can ask or think. So I give you permission to surprise me. And if you start having just a direct encounter, I won't at all feel... um, Like you're ignoring me, if you're ignoring me, okay? (laughs) So part of this is going to be about motivation, as you probably guessed from the comic strip. Studies of effective teachers have found a common trait. Effective teachers know how to help students believe that they can succeed. And they start with simple, achievable tasks and give quick, modest feedback and approval. So one, one thing that they, uh, they saw a teacher do who was very, very successful is he would come into the room first day of class, and he would, um, he would get the class's attention. He said, okay, I want you all to take out a single piece of paper and a pencil and clear the rest of your desk. And everybody felt they could do that. And... And they, as, as everyone did, every, he would look at each one in the eye and give them a nod like, yeah, you did it. But it wasn't like, oh, you're the most amazing, fantastic person in the world. No, it was, it was an appropriate, you know, a, appropriate response. But the, the students all got the feeling, I can do this. And I might, I, I bet I can even do the next thing he asked me to do. <laughs> Isn't that cool? Yes. So that's, that's a secret to life right there. Is, is helping people believe they can succeed by giving them things that they, starting with things they know how to do. And God will take us into deeper waters. Eventually, we'll be over our head. But he's, he starts out. <laughs> 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 but by then, we've learned to trust him. And, we, and even with some teachers, they can take us way out there once we've learned to trust them and know that they believe we can do it. Yeah. We've been set up for success. I believe Brent's mentioned that a few times in the past. <laughs> As well, but it's well worth repeating. We've been set up for success. I'm going to read from uh, the first chapter of Second Peter. I'm going to read first in the, the New King James Version, and then, then we're going to switch over to the message. But many of, if, if you're like me, you may have grown up with something like the New King James, so it's going to sound familiar, and some of the phrases are really powerful. <clears throat> Peter, pardon me, Simon Peter, a bondservant and apostle of Jesus Christ, to those who have obtained like precious faith with us by the righteousness of our God and Savior Jesus Christ, grace and peace be multiplied to you in the knowledge of God And of our Lord Jesus, as his divine power has given us all things, say all things, that pertain to life and godliness, that pertain to life and godliness. Wow. All things. Through the knowledge of him who called us by glory and virtue, by which has been given to us exceedingly great and precious promises, say promises, that through these you may be partakers of the divine nature. Isn't that interesting? We get to be partakers of the divine nature, having escaped the corruption that is in the world through lust. For this reason, for this very reason, giving all diligence, add To your faith, virtue, and to virtue, knowledge, to knowledge, self-control, to self-control, perseverance, to perseverance, godliness, to godliness, brotherly kindness, and to brotherly kindness, love. That, That Greek word for love there is agape. For if these things are yours and abound, then you will be neither barren nor unfruitful in the knowledge of our Lord Jesus Christ. For he who lacks these things is short-sighted, even to blindness, and has forgotten that he has been cleansed from his old sins. So that's a good word right there. That's a good word. Now we're going to do the message because it just, I love, the, I love the New King James, and I also love other translations that just help things kind of come alive after, after um, just kind of going through the same words. Does that make sense? And I do encourage you in your own time with reading the Word and receiving it to, to look at other translations and even ask the Holy Spirit, hey, what translation do you want to look at with me today? Because it it's, it's a, becomes multidimensional then. Susan likes to say that um, with the Holy Spirit, we can go into the Word like going into the hologram, the holodeck, rather, the holodeck. In, you remember the old uh, Star Trek, The Next Generation? They, they, they would go into this thing, and then they just ex- experience things. Yeah. yeah, you can experience the Word. How many of you do get to do that, where you go into the Word and it suddenly becomes a three-dimensional experience? Yes. Yeah, yeah. Okay, so we're gonna we're gonna we're gonna go into that using the message translation paraphrase. Everything. Say everything. Yeah. Everything. everything that goes into a life. Of pleasing God has been miraculously given to us. Wow. How has that happened? By getting to know personally and intimately the one who invited us to God. Yeah. So how has this happened? By getting to know personally and intimacy, intimately Jesus. Wow. Yeah. The Holy Spirit's really happy about that. Yeah. <laughs> You can let yourself get happy, too. (laughs) The best invitation we ever received. I'm telling you. We were also given absolutely terrific promises. Say absolutely terrific promises. Absolutely terrific promises. Thank you. To pass on to you your tickets. Say tickets to participation in the life of God after you turned your back on a world corrupted by lust. And it goes on. Building on what you've been given. Say building. We're going to build something with him. So don't lose a minute in building on what you've been given. Complementing your basic faith with good character, spiritual understanding, alert discipline, passionate patience, reverent wonder, warm friendliness, and generous love, and each dimension fitting into and developing the other so they all they all build in, into each other yeah it's really good and i want to I want to highlight um, what's trans what was paraphrased here, complimenting. In the New King James, it's adding to. But that's a really interesting Greek word. It's epikorigeo. And Brent has once talked about uh, the, uh, the korigeo, which was the patron of the arts, if you will, in, in Greek society. Some of the wealthy individuals would vie for the chance to actually provide, to furnish for a Greek chorus in a play. And they would, la- it wouldn't be just stingy, they would lavishly provide everything that was needed for the chorus to, to, do, to do great. And if that particular play won, the playwright and the chorageo, I hope I'm not pronouncing that right, were, th- were the ones who were really honored. And in, in many ways, God is that for us, isn't he? He provides us everything we need, lavishly. And at the end of the day, we're all going to applaud him. He's actually the playwright, too, not just the (laughs) Corgeo. He's the author and finisher and the lavish provider of our faith. I'm going to go into those, those basic things a little more. And... So I just want you to see the, the go, even going back that God's provided us everything we need. He is our corgeo, and yet then we are to kind of be our own mini corgeo, our, our own mini, because we're going to be we're going to be adding these things to to what's going on in our lives and 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 outfitting lavishly, providing for them. What are those things? What are those qualities? Well, the first one is basic faith. What's basic faith? It's trusting that Jesus is who he says he is. It's, it's trusting that he is our savior and that we have been transferred out of the kingdom of darkness into the light of Father God's beloved son. That, that he, Jesus has reconciled us and that we have a forever place in God's family. That's the basic faith. You may have your own words, but... That's the basic idea, that I am his. The next one is good character. So we're to add that to basic faith. We're to, we're to provide for that into the mix of the chorus. So we're kind of adding voices to the chorus, if you will, and we're, we're providing for them. The, uh, the Greek word has to do with virtue. It was translated virtue. Uh, it was a word used for the best qualities of a man as a, as a citizen, as a friend. It has meaning, including courage. And we've been talking a lot about courage here, haven't we? We sang about courage, You Make Me Brave. Uh, there was a whole uh, Heart Revival service about courage. Todd and Karina shared, and you folks then, if you're in a home group, we talk, talked about. About living courageously and receiving from Papa for that, we get all these things through our relationship. Who is the one who's provided all these things? God, He has provided everything we need. And yet, there's a participation that we have in this. We can decide whether we're going to be take, whether we're going to take risks or not, don't we? we 're going to decide whether um, whether we're going to uh, be a good friend, be courageous be you know put ourselves out, be of good character if you will he, he He empowers us, but there's still a choice that we have. Does that make sense? We can't do it without him, and as we open our hearts and welcome him into those places where we feel afraid where we where we aren't sure we can, we can be all that's expected of us, uh, he will come and help us. He will, he will supply, and it's through relationship. I say this too, everything's about relationship. Yeah. We receive what we need through relationship with him, through an intimate connection with him. Spiritual understanding is another one. It means that we get to grow in understanding our God. We get we get to learn more about more about who who He is, how His kingdom works. We get to, we get to grow in uh, we get to actually encourage our spirits to grow in in connecting with with God's Spirit, and grow in, in who our Spirit is, so that we can. There's some things we can't understand about God with just our left brain; it requires our our human spirits to comprehend it. That's one of the part that Paul talks about that in the second chapter of 1 Corinthians alert discipline i like i like Eugene Peterson's words it just makes it come alive alert discipline what does that look like <laughs> it means that we are paying attention and and we are we are taking care of things that need to be taken care of and we are we are coming under we are being disciples so we are coming under we are being disciples of Jesus. Jesus said, Go and make disciples of all nations. So that means we're, our eyes are on Jesus and what he's, what he's leading us to do. And sometimes that means disciplining our bodies so that we're not, we're not just taking care of our, 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 our local needs, but we're, we're focusing on, on His call first. Passionate patience. I like that too. Makes patience sound so much more interesting. <laughs> How many of you, if you could have chosen for patience not to be, you know, one one of the virtuous things to do, you, you would be happy to have it off the list? <laughs> Can we just kind of leave that one off the list? <laughs> The fruits, for for example, of the fruits of the Spirit. Well, patience is more than just waiting. The kind of patience that's talked about here is um, being steadfast and bearing up in difficult circumstances. And and that's one of the things that we're called to be, to grow into, be more and more like Jesus about, is he suffered well for love. Didn't he? And as we grow and become more and more like Him, then we too grow in our capacity to suffer for love. It doesn't mean necessarily that we're all going to be um, have nails put through our hands and put up on a cross, but a lot. But many of us walk with others through very difficult things. We walk through difficult things ourselves because we're trusting God. Um, we're also just aware of the suffering of the world As when we love Jesus and we allow his love for the world to flow and Father God's love for the world to flow through us, then we become more acquainted with the suffering in the world as we seek to bring his answers to that. So there's a lot There's a lot to passionate patience, not not just waiting. But sometimes that kind of patience is really, really good. Do you remember when William Paul Young was here? Wasn't that awesome? It's something so good when he's come. If you haven't heard them, you can go back to the podcast. He talks about stories. And some of the stories he told, I think there were like 30, 40, 50 years between part of the story and the end of the story. Um, so sometimes we, we have to be in the, we, we get to wait in the in-between time until the fullness of the story is manifested, the fullness of God's story. And so that, we need that kind of patience too to not give up. That God's going to come in and bring an answer or redeem a situation or restore something. Sometimes it takes longer than we hoped or expected or would like. How are we doing? So the next one is going to actually involve some music Reverent Wonder. I like that too. I could do that. <laughs> I'm not sure about godliness but I can do reverent wonder. How about you? <laughs> so, would you like to engage in some reverent wonder? Okay. Yeah, I could sew more into reverent wonder. <laughs> we were created for this reverent wonder, for this awe, for the awe of our Papa. We are so i I bless you and and myself too to keep our hearts tuned and aware of the wonders that he brings into our lives every day and to treasure them and to be childlike and in, in enjoying enjoying them, maybe turn aside when there's a burning bush that isn't consumed. May we be captivated by the sunlight through the leaves, enjoying the, the God dreams you give us, Father. May we be especially captivated by the beauty of our Savior, Jesus. and there's there's two more that peter talks about warm friendliness i like that too <laughs> so he's not talking about oh i am supposed to love you cuz i have to <laughs> how many of you have felt like that sometimes <laughs> no this is there's a war, there's a there's there's definitely a place for warm friend friendliness you know the the hugs we give each other here um, just the way we we feel connected heart to heart um, the, just that 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 warm, friendly affection that 's something we get to we get to invest in as part of our chorus too and enjoy all these things are are very valuable, and some of them are easier to enjoy than others, but they 're all valuable aren 't they this one 's easy to enjoy, I think. <laughs> <laughs> Jesus said, my yoke is easy and my burden is light. Yeah, yeah. A lot of these things, most of these things are things that actually, all, they all have blessings, and a lot of them are just blessings to do all the time, aren't they? And the last one is generous love. That's the uh, agape. We, we, need, we need God's love to even do the warm affection, and we especially need that beautiful love of our Heavenly Father for, for that generous love. As Brent was talking about, we give in part because we are being like our generous Father. We give of our, our, our resources. We give of our time. We give of our heart. Because he's generous, we, he gives us the resources. He gives us everything we need, remember, for life and godliness. He gives us the capacity the river of life that flows. Remember Susan talked about that? The waterfall that she saw pouring down upon the core of her being and then flowing out. <laughs> These are all things that we can do as we live out of the core of our being under the waterfall of the river of life and through as it the flow of the river of life through us. In fact, I'm just going to ask right now Go ahead and close your eyes. I ask, Holy Spirit, that that each one would experience the reality of the flow of the river of life. Flowing from heaven into them, into the core of their being. That never-ending flow of life. Life and life abundant. Life refreshing. Life powerful. Life meaningful and purposeful. Life, fun, and fulfilling. <laughs> wow, flowing, fl- ever flowing, always, always connected with an abundance. It's not just a trickle; it's it's a waterfall, <laughs> flowing into you, and and then and then hey, we can let it flow from us out of your innermost being. Will flow rivers of living water. We get to let it go, flow through us to others, to a thirsty world. Wow. <laughs> <laughs> what a privilege that is. What a privilege that is. Peter goes on. With these qualities active and growing in your life, in your lives, no grass will grow under your feet. No day will pass without its reward as you mature in your experience of our Master Jesus. I'll stop there for just a moment, too. A few weeks ago. Brent shared about what happened to him when he just asked the Holy Spirit to order his day. Have you ever, have you tried to do that? (laughs) Holy Spirit, would you order my day today? That's a really great thing. And that's when we really get to walk in the rewards is when we let him orchestrate things. Uh, When we were, Susan and I were back in North Carolina uh, as we were driving into the city in our rental car which I was praying mightily we wouldn't have any dings or accidents in. Thank you, Jesus. That didn't, uh, he, we returned it in one piece. But we called one of the people we were going to stay with later on in the week, and they had completely forgotten. And I was going, oh, I don't know how this is going to work out. But I immediately thought, okay, I'm just going to ask you, Jesus, to order our time here. Would you order our time here? I'm not going to worry about it. I'm just, I'm just going to trust that you're going to do that. And he did such a beautiful job of ordering our, our time. Astounding. The gifts that we experienced were just amazing. So I just encourage you to do that too. <laughs> a reminder. Thanks for that, that, um, that story you told us, Brent. Yeah, you're welcome. Peter goes on to say, without these qualities, remember the qualities that we've just been, we've been looking at that uh, we, we, he encourages us to add to and focus on. Without these qualities, you can't see what's right before you. Oblivious that your old sinful life has been wiped off the books. So does he say your old sinful life hasn't been wiped off the books? No, but we can, we can become blind to the fact that that's happened if we're not allowing God to cultivate these things in us. Does that make sense? So there's no condemnation. We have been saved by grace. We are saved. We are saved. It, it's an already happened thing, and we get to continue living in that grace. But we can, we can forget. We can get blinded if we're not staying connected with the flow of life and, and, and focusing on the qualities that um, are going to help us live in the life that we were created to have. Does that, make, does that make sense? So there's no condemnation, but it's, it's, a, it's an important choice. I talk about Brent a lot. I just get a lot of influence from him. Years, I think it was years ago now, he, he had a sermon entitled, What Are You Going to Do With Your Freedom? We are free. We are free in, in Jesus. Him who the son, her who the son is set free is free indeed. We have the freedom, but what are we, what are we going to do with it? <laughs> <laughs> when I was um, when I was in college many of you have heard this story I'll, I'll keep it short you get the, the short version rather than the long version years before I, I I had a friend who had convinced me that I was a Christian mostly because I was raised in a Christian family in a Christian culture and he said well if you were in, in India you would or in different in, in, or in other places you'd have that cultural uh, spirituality or or not if you were you know, in an atheist country. I had to admit that he was true, he was right. I didn't really, and I became an agnostic for a while. I have very strong intellectual um, leanings as you can tell. But I noticed my heart, in college, I noticed my heart was getting hard. I was getting skeptical, cynical. How many, how many of you have, have had gone through a season of that? Yeah. <laughs> and um, I decided to do an experiment. I'm a scientific kind of guy. I'll do it. Forty days sounds good. Forty days, every day. I was just said, God, if you're real, would you reveal yourself to me, and would you soften my heart? So, I kind of sent that out into the universe every day for forty days. And you know what? He heard me. (laughs) 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 And um, at that. At the fortieth day, some friends of mine, including Susan, I wasn't married to her. We were just friends, former backpacking buddies and things like that. That's another story. Uh were they were they were having a prayer meeting and they invited me along. They were my backpacking some of my backpacking buddies. And for some reason it sounded really attractive. I I'm not sure it would have felt attractive before, but so I went, they prayed for me, the Holy Spirit came and 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 Softened my heart, the hardness washed away. I felt this tremendous love and comfort and belonging. All those things. And the next day I said, Jesus, I want you to be my Savior and Lord. Yay, yeah, yes. Ah. And, and, and strangely enough, I suddenly wanted to read the Bible. And it made sense suddenly. You ever had that experience? Suddenly things got opened up, and I, I just felt this, I felt this love of God for me. I was love of Jesus. I just wanted to learn more in the Word, and it came alive and, and wanted to pray, wanted to, I just wanted, it, all these things were happening, the stuff that happens when we get that new heart and the new spirit. Um, but like many other people, over time, I slipped back into some of my old patterns of protecting myself, and you know, uh, being uh, trying to take deal with my fear by trying to be controlling and all these other things. So I had a real experience that was the real truth, but I kind of forgot some of who I was, some of who Jesus was, in the midst of things, and that can happen to us, can't it? So, so being engaging in these qualities helps us not forget who we are and who Jesus is. Forget, forget the life that he's created us to have. Yeah. So I bless you to lavish, just like a corageo, to lavish your attention with Jesus' help, with Father God's help and the Holy Spirit's help on, on letting these qualities grow in you and investing in those qualities. What we focus on, we make room for in our lives. Yeah. Now we're gonna talk about promises. Earlier we read such great promises, great and precious promises. And uh, the message translation calls them also tickets to our participation in the life of God. Which is which is fun, isn't it? Now, I actually tried to put up uh, a picture of the old Disneyland tickets. and You have to be really old to remember those, but there used to be ticket books. And the most prized one was what ticket? Yee. The ticket. <laughs> <Yee>. <laughs> but it really didn't come out so well. So, but picture, we have... Lots of e-tickets from God, (laughs) these great and precious promises. So I'm going to ask you, are there promises that you've been given by God from the Bible? It's always a great place. Or given to you in other ways, words he's spoken to you directly, other ways he's communicated that you've leaned on in the past that have become part of how you've gotten through life or, or how you, or you've leaned on them because you were pursuing something and you needed to hold on to that promise to have the courage to keep pursuing it. And I would actually like five, seven folks that you have courage to come up and just say what that promise is, not, not go into the story behind the promise, just say it. And then, then just kind of stay here and I may be, we may ask a couple of you to share a little more about your story. Would you like to hear about that, how promises are affecting people, have affected them? So I'm talking about emotional connection, not just, not just uh, intellectual, yeah, I'm supposed to believe that, but one that you are actually holding on to, leaning on. I haven't given you much time to think about it. Okay, we have a volunteer, but we need someone first. It's kind of like the, um, the pledge drives, you know, that, uh, <laughs> one of those pledge drives. Well, we have people that are going to match it. <laughs> 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 Yay, Sarah. Come on up here so everybody can see you. So just, just take the promise. Okay, we said we were going to be brave,
1: Sarah. <laughs> so the promise was... Um, that I
2: would
1: That I would do the sozo. that I last did. And um, I promised my dad that I would write my book.
0: Because he said he would believe in God if I did it. That's it. Well, no, what, is, what has God promised you? Me? Yes, what has God promised you that you've been holding on to? What's oh, to heal my heart he, he from the him. abuse yeah, okay, that so I've been getting from my own self. Okay. Yeah. So God's promised to heal your heart of the abuse mm-hmm. that you've been subjecting yeah. even to yourself. Absolutely. Okay. That's very good. Yeah. That's, that's awesome. That's awesome. Thank you. I'll let you see. Courage. Courage. Thank you, Sarah. Okay. Somebody else. I'd like to hear a couple of them. Yes, come on up. And, and Lee, too. Come on up. Just come, in, come and line up here. You like a couple more? Would you like to hear a couple more? What, what's your name? Victor. Victor, what promise has God given to you that you've been holding on to or leaning on? Well, I've seen the promise fulfilled just like maybe
1: almost a month and a half.
0: And uh, God promised me that He would deliver
1: me from prison out of a life sentence. Yeah. <laughs>
0: Your name and your experience really go together. Yeah, <laughs> that's awesome. Thank you, Victor. Thank you. Woo! Thank you, Jesus.
2: Um, I had some friends of mine, Pat and Joey Curtin. We used to have a Wednesday night prayer group for the nations, and they were praying for a home base, some place where they can launch themselves for their ministry, and. <laughs> Papa brought him a brand new house in Houston, Texas. Yeah. And I started praying for that for myself. You know, I wanted a, a home, a home base um, to launch my ministry from, and just to have like a prayer room or a, prayer, a house of prayer. And he got me up one day and told me to draw a floor plan of the, of the house that I wanted. And I did, and I'm, I'm waiting.
0: You're waiting, but you're, but you're it's holding on to it. it. Yeah, I'm holding on to it. I really am. I know he can do it. He's done it before. Great, thank you Thank you Hey, good to see you, you. Tito, How you doing? welcome I, Well, back back in February
1: Thank you, back in February I went to Guatemala And I mean The hunger out there When you see the poor After God's heart I mean, it just broke me And so I, while well, I was praying For an individual for healing the, the Lord revealed The calling of in my life, to to lay hands on the sick, cast out demons, yes. raise the dead. I I seen the vision completely in Guatemala. But he's giving me a a papa's heart too, for young men, for young men that are in gang gang situations like that, that are in that gang lifestyle, to go to the places where no one. Wants to go, God is sending me in that area. That's the promise that he's given me.
0: That's great. So if you are going to put the promise in words, what was the promise? What would it say? I promise you. What did he say? I promise you.
1: He promised me that he will be with me no matter what the situation may look on the, in the physical eye, but he will be always with me by my side. He'll be my protection and my guide.
0: Yes. Thank you. Good to see you, Tito. Hi. Give your, give your name to.
2: Hi, I'm Christy. Um, the Lord has been promising to restore my marriage and my family, and he's actually doing it. So I'm very excited.
0: Whoa. That's great. Yeah. Great and precious promises, terrific promises. And um, I'll just say a little more. I've walked a bit with Christy, and she's held on to those promises when it sure didn't look hopeful at all, when there wasn't anything but the memory of that promise that looked, looked real. So I just, I just honor you. I've, I've seen your faithfulness and trust in God. Go ahead and give your name promises
2: my new name given by god is beulah
0: beulah Beulah, married yeah
2: and i'm not one that likes microphones but i have to speak this out prophetically because god gave me this promise 15 years ago I don't see it in the physical, but I see it in the spiritual already that my Isaiah 54, my children will be taught by him and they will know his peace. Yes.
1: Wow.
0: <laughs> yeah.
2: And God had me send them personally Papa's love. When I saw it come on Facebook, I just took it and sent it to them in email. And it was nobody's rejected it. My daughter thanked me. I walked away from God for 10 years, and uh, I was a bl- strong believer when I first came to the Lord for 10 years, walked away for 10 years. have come back now since 95, but this last two years since the School of the Supernatural, my life is in a different realm. <laughs>
0: Woo! Thank you. Thank you, Beulah. Thank you, Sharon. Okay. My turn. My name is Celine. And what's the promise God's given you that Um, you've been leaning on?
1: Well, the first and best one is restoration, just (laughs) complete restoration of myself, my body, my mind, my spirit, my soul, my family, my children. I've been standing for my marriage for coming up on seven years july 1st 2014 which is really prophetic um so i'm believing god for a miracle in this seven year mark which is completion and perfection so god is able he's doing it my daughter my 17 year old daughter is home um god is restoring so that's it this is my stance forever took me six years to get here but that's it (laughs) he's restoring my marriage
0: (laughs) thank you Thank you so much. Wow, I'm encouraged. Are you encouraged? Thank you so much. That took courage for many of you to come up, and you honored the one who gave you the promises by coming up. We we honor God when we share, when we trust the people who would, who will value them, the promises. And especially before they come to pass, it's very vulnerable to share the promises, isn't it? Yeah. But when you share it, everybody everybody felt such a heart connection. Yeah. So be encouraged about your the promises that you've received are the ones that he's highlighted in his word. Some of my favorite promises. Not sure. Yeah, that comes up with here. I will never leave you or forsake you. How many of you you have leaned on that promise? Uh, Yeah, in the darkest places. He He is always happy to be with us, always desires to be with us and shine his light. Here's another one. He who has begun a good work in you will complete it until the day of Jesus Christ. So that means that it's not all up to me. <laughs> how, many, how many want to go? <laughs> he, is, he, is, he is the one who is equipping us. He is the one who's given everything we need. Everything we need. And he is the author and the finisher of our trust and faith. Isn't that, isn't that wonderful? Isn't that reassuring? That's something you can put all the weight you need to on. <laughs> Sometimes it needs, we need to put a lot of weight on that because nothing else is holding us up. And I want to share another one that a friend of mine uh, named Tanya gave me. Because he asked her what are some of the promises, the covenants that, that he had given her. And he said, and then there's this one. I will never forget who you really are. Other people may forget temporarily who you really are. You may sometimes forget who you are. Has that happened to you? It's happened to me. But he never forgets who you really are. It never slips his mind. So I, I bless you with that. That's that meant a lot to me, so I wanted to share it with you. When people misunderstand us, when people attribute wrong motives to us, even people that, you know, sometimes we've walked alongside and suddenly something shifts and they, they think that we're um we're in league with the devil. They may temporarily forget, but Papa never forgets who who you are. Wow. <clears throat> so we've been talking this last week and this coming week about our prophetic words and our destinies and things like that. I wanted this is just another tidbit. It's not from, we're not part of Second Peter 1 anymore. <clears throat> it 's really important, because some of us end up now pursuing our destinies or our callings like this is, this, is, um, this is just me and just me and God, right if, if, if hopefully we 're including God in it, <laughs> or some, for some folks it's just me i 'm pursuing my destiny, and i 'm going to run over anybody who <laughs> who gets in the way when when Susan and I have been at, at new Age festivals and fairs and things like that, some people are working really, really hard on on um, on spiritual enlightenment, on, on, on their, their path. And I talked to some of them, and they all admitted it was really lonely. Even if they were in an ashram, even if they had a guru, um, and there were other de- devotees that were working on enlightenment too, it was all, it was all f- focused inside and, and, and not connected with each other. It, was, it can be very lonely when you're not connected with the source of life you're working on enlightenment for yourself. And a similar kind of thing is if we think that our destiny, our calling, is somehow going to be independent of the body of Jesus, we're, we're deluded. Yeah. Uh, for some of us, it can be a, a scary thing to realize that we're actually, God actually created us to be uh, interdependent with others. <laughs> when it works well, it's a beautiful thing. It's it's an exceedingly beautiful thing. Yeah. So I just wanted to give you that 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 and Chris Valentin's talked about this too. Um, it's very important. It's very important. Otherwise we're just going to be kind of with our head down, come hell or high water, I'm going to I'm going to make it to to my destiny. But it turns out that the destiny is 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 this is this beautiful tapestry, this and actually this living creation. Of of uh, of the body of Jesus on the earth, and as we've been talked talked about earlier, and not today but another time, it's actually the saints that have come before and the generations that are coming afterwards. Also, Brent talked about that as well today. So we need to see ourselves in the context. In some cases, our very existence is the result of prayers of our forebears, and and or or what we're walking in is in part the prayers of. Of people who prayed for us, and then there's the gener- there's this generation that we're part of, and then there's the generations to come, and I think true virtue has a lot to do with: are, Am I living in such a way that that I'm building for future generations, not just my my not not just my blood, you know, progeny, but spiritual all generations because we're all brothers and sisters. We all have, we're all named by one father. Yeah. It's an amazing thing. The great cloud of witnesses are cheering us on. Someday we'll join them, and we'll be cheering on the generations to come. And some of the things that were part of your destiny that maybe didn't didn't happen in this life, you'll be cheering on for the people that are going to be continuing to fulfill that. Our Savior doesn't waste a thing. Not one prayer that is connected with his heart. He doesn't waste a thing. We may not see it in this life, but we will see it. Yeah, it's good to have that perspective, isn't it? Heavenly perspective. Yeah. I had a whole other section that I will not be Subjecting you to today. (laughs) You'll get a part two. (laughs) In a couple of months. (laughs) Yes. So it's um, just about nine o'clock. If there are parents that need to get their kids, this would be a good time. And we are going to do something wonderful, so don't leave yet. We're not dismissing yet. We are going to bless and introduce some new ministry team members and bless them and release them to minister. And if you're a ministry team member and a parent at the same time, I'm really sorry. (laughs) But let me just pray for you, all y'all, for a moment, and then for just kind of for the Holy Spirit to seal what he's done. Father, we thank you that you, through Jesus, have given us everything we need. Everything we need through an intimate relationship with you. With you. No other way. And I thank you for the great and precious promises that you've given us. Tickets to participation in this life with you. And I ask for discernment for myself and my brothers and sisters, as um, as to, to to hold on to the promises that you want us to highlight and hold on to. Not the ones that we we our flesh wants, but the ones that you've given us. Let our spirits resonate with those promises, and and help us, Holy Spirit, to nurture those qualities that Peter talked about, and enjoy them and walk in them. I ask that you seal everything that you did today. In Jesus' name, in our hearts, amen. So thank you. And now I'd like the ministry. Oh, (laughs) Aw. Thank you. (laughs)